Content warning. Tone Deaf is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the shows we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. So, first of all, listeners, you may be wondering why the episode title isn't what was expected. My bad. Um, Blame Kay. Yeah. Turns out, we learned a lot from our last episode on Happy Feet. That penguins live in cults. Not just penguins. There's a condor cult. Um, well, okay, it's called the Condor Council, but they kind of were a little cult-like when they showed up at our doorstep. QAnondor. Don't, don't make them more angry, babe. <laughs> I don't want us to have to do more than what we're already going to be doing to appease them. Uh, so, turns out, video games are banned by the twin gods Con and Dor. The Condor Gods. Con and Dor. And, uh... Enough said there. And they're apparently very angry with us for teaching a bunch of young, reckless Condor youths how to play Fortnite. Corrupting their minds with murder simulators. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, it's understandable. They are scavengers, not hunters. And we're making them go against scavenger ways. Um, and we deeply apologize. So we have to appease the Condor Council with a series of episodes that uh, show that we truly understand the history of the Condor. As in, the prehistory. As in, what is normally my favorite subject of all time, but right now, I'm a little nervous. There aren't that many dinosaur musicals out there, and I didn't have enough time to really prep for the one that I know of. So, with that being said, the Condor Council has tasked us with tackling Land Before Time, the series. <laughs> I only like the first one. I know, the first one's the only good one. Um... I was able to get the Condors to allow us to break it up, however, because those movies got really bad. Like, really, really bad, Warren. Can't I just let the Condors eat my eyes and tongue and pull my intestines out through my anus? No. No. You that... know, now I know why they're, they're called Condors. They're negative. They're not pro-doors. <laughs> <laughs> well... I have seen all of these movies. I know you have, because you're a, a sadist. Well, no, no when a I was a kid, I was, like, so hungry for fun dinosaur media that didn't make them just monsters. Or wasn't Denver the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also saw the TV show. <sighs> See, and I... Uh, Land Before Time is a sore spot for me, because I have very very fond, cherished memories mm -hmm. of the first movie. 
Yeah. And then um, capitalism happens, mm-hmm. and they just they 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 do they do land before time dirty. They 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 they, they put they put a bunch of lipstick on it put it in a skimpy outfit and then make it go work on the street corner for years and years and years after journey through the mist it gets weird it gets so weird it gets alien dinosaurs weird well so does star trek at some points yeah that's true but luckily we are allowed to start with the first land before time and then i'll kill myself immediately after no you won't (laughs) so Huh, let's start with Land Before Time, the original. This is a Don Bluth film. The others will not be, and it will show. And <laughs> this honestly is one of the best Don Bluth films, in my opinion. I feel like Don Bluth needs to have, like, uh, uh, I guess it would be a nickname, or you know, it'd be like, it's, it's, uh, Jack, uh, Jack the Super Awesome so-and-so whatever don bluth would be don blue it'd be don <laughs> suck my dick disney bluth <laughs> because that's his entire career and it get it, i've actually got a little bit about this in this <laughs> presentation because of some uh some stuff that happened around the release of this so um the, like i said this is one of his best and this is coming from me who loves an american tale and secret of nim mm-hmm. i love this one more than both of those. I just, I feel that. Yeah, true. And it's just, it's so good. Um, It is really good. And of course, I haven't seen it in a long, long time. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking back at it in my head with rose colored glasses. I saw it again much more recently because of my knee surgery and the time that I decided to be a sadist. One of the times. One of the times. Well, sadist, uh, uh, masochist. Masochist, not sadist. Because I fucked up earlier, so you fucked yeah. up for me. Yeah. I'm so, a bad influence. <laughs> um, scientifically, it doesn't hold up. It's, in fact, very wrong scientifically. <laughs> very, very wrong. Um, and not just in the science marches on, and I'll get into that in a sec. Uh, this was released in November of 1998. So, you know, this is pre- the explosion of feathered dinosaurs and 19, oh, so okay really so it w- i i would have been 11 when mm. it came out I 88 thought, not 98 i'm oh, sorry i thought i heard you say 98 did i say 98 i meant 88 okay. 1988 i was gonna say it, it came out a couple of months after i was born and honestly this is one of the first movies that i have a very strong memory of granted my memory of it wasn't seeing it in theaters it was seeing it at daycare and I don't remember where I first saw it. I remember crying, though. Oh, yeah. No, this movie brought out some emotions, man. Yeah. And Ugh. I think that this movie is what made me fall head over heels with dinosaurs, like, even more. Because when I was in preschool, like, I was barely three, um, they had a dinosaur day, and they did this whole, oh, dinosaurs will eat ya. They're scary. And I was like... <sighs> I was scared, but the way that I react to fear is a little bit different from other people, it seems, because I went, well, I have to know what I'm being afraid of to know if it's worth being afraid (laughs) of. Yep. (laughs) Give me a dinosaur book. I need to read all the dinosaur books. Let me get... (laughs) 
Can you imagine? Can you imagine what the political discourse in our country would be like if people responded to fear the same way you do? It's the because then I can I can make an informed decision on whether or not I should be scared about something. <laughs> it's why my only insect fears are things like mosquitoes. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, that motherfucker will kill me. He's important, but he'll kill me. And if he comes into the house, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, with dinosaurs, it's like there's no reason to be scared of them. Even if you went back in time, you don't really need to be scared as long as you, you know, keep your wits about you and stuff. I mean, they're giant birds. Treat them like giant, well, birds and, they're in between birds and crow. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Behaviorally, you might have more of an issue with, like, other reptiles or small mammals in my own opinion, because um, T-Rex wouldn't just be chasing you constantly. You're too little calorie for the amount of energy he would expend chasing you down. So, no. Dinosaurs aren't going to come out and eat you. Be like eating a chicken nugget. And they, like if they had a yeah. whole bowl full of if humans? If they had a whole bowl full of humans, yeah. If like, like it oh, was a whole group of humans, it's like, oh boy, ten piece. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, just one little human, it's like, oh, you're tiny, just don't come near my eggs. <laughs> um, anyway, <sighs> so the, the biggest inaccuracy of this is the geological eras represented. Because they have dinosaurs that are from conflicting yeah. areas. So we have, we have Spike the Stegosaurus, Littlefoot the Apatosaurus, Sarah the Triceratops, Petrie the Pteranodon, and Ducky the Sorolophus. They would not be coexisting. <laughs> now, yes, Sorolophus, Pteranodon, and Triceratops were all Cretaceous dinosaurs, and Stegosaurus and Apatosaurus were Jurassic, but even then, most of these guys wouldn't be hanging out. For one thing, Petrie, A, is not a dinosaur, <laughs> B, is most likely Pteranodon longiceps and would have been around in the Campanian age of the late Cretaceous, which is about 83 to 72 million years ago. Ducky is the only one that would have been able to hang out with, like, feasibly Ducky as a species, not Ducky the character, could have hung out with both a Pteranodon and a Triceratops if she had made a long migration to get to where Pteranodon and Triceratops are. Um... But even then, like, uh, Sorolophus is around during both the Campanian and Maastrichtian eras. Eh, not Maastrichtian. Mas- Maastrichtian eras. That's still a word that tumble stunk. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's the last two stages of the Cretaceous, with the uh, M1 being the very last one. Sarah would be the last one she would be found right before the comet triceratops one of the last dinosaurs to live and rex and rex one of the last non-avian dinosaurs to live i should i should specify um uh, so right before the comet that's when sarah is littlefoot and spike are going to be late jurassic in the kemerigian and tithonian eras and both of them, if I remember right from what I was looking up, both of them would be in the same era and generally in the same area. So those are the only two that actually could have hung out, are Littlefoot and Spike. Millions of years prior. Millions of years before Sarah, Petrie, and Ducky. 
that's that's the thing about dinosaurs is that you can't just lump them all into one era because the Mesozoic is a long fucking time. <laughs> like, we're closer to, like, T-Rex is closer to us than Stegosaurus in the scale of time. That's that's how long that is. Yeah, they dominated the planet for 200 million years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was it 200 or was it? I think it's about that. Yeah, it's about that, and really, they're still kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's how, we were we were watching a uh, Raven videos earlier yes. today, so they're still alive and well among us. They're still alive and well among us, and may take over after we're gone. Mm, yeah, they're they're poised. I, for one, welcome my Raven overlords. You with would. open arms. You absolutely. Would. I would. I would sell out the species to Raven. Yes, you would. <laughs> Just let me scratch your head. <laughs> scritch, 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 scritch. If there's ever a bird uprising, y'all keep an eye on Kay. Like, I, I know I will. It's kind of like if there's ever a dog uprising, you keep an eye on me because... Fair. <laughs> Very fair. Well, if there's a dog uprising, ravens are going to be behind it because the... Anyway. <laughs> ravens orchestrating the dog uprising. <laughs> Who's holding the leashes of the dogs? It's ravens. God, now we're getting into some extra... Anthropomorphized <laughs> QAnon bullshit. Project Camelot shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Raven Princess. <laughs> Tell us about the Raven Authority. <laughs> they use dogs as foot soldiers to infiltrate humanity and win them over. And then when it's time to strike, the dogs will turn on their masters. They're sleeper agents. <laughs> but they're so cute. Oh, they're the cutest sleeper agents. Anyway, um... Oh, that would be cats. Cats would... Cats don't give a fuck. <laughs> there also is one moment that infuriates me in this from the science mind. There is a Demetrodon in one scene. <laughs> Which was way That is a Permian era synapsid. <laughs> that is not a dinosaur. Not around dinosaurs. I think my anger at that one's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, where was I? Oh, right, Don Bluth. We're talking about a dinosaur oh, movie. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. We're talking about Don Suck My Dick Disney Bluth. Yes. So he and Spielberg met on this one uh, while Bluth was working on An American Tale. And they wanted to do something that was kind of like Bambi, but dinosaurs. Thus, <gasps> Littlefoot's mom getting the God. Rex. Um, <laughs> you know what? At least Bambi's stuff is not so in your face. Mm-hmm. Little, with Littlefoot, they play your heartstrings like a oh goddamn ukulele. God. Oh my god. Remember my dad talking about how, uh, okay, so I must have gone to theaters to see it. Because I remember him talking about that he cried with with uh, mm-hmm. Littlefoot's mom. And I was like, yeah, I remember crying with Littlefoot's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kids go to an animated movie expecting to be entertained and have fun with these dinosaurs that can talk. And instead mm-hmm. you're crying because... And I think this one may be one that was re-released in theaters, because I do remember um, in the late 80s, early 90s, there was kind of a Pizza Hut uh, tie-in with Land Before Time. And when it got released on VHS, there was a Pizza Hut commercial ahead of time that made me go, huh, I want to eat at Pizza Hut and get one of the dinosaur puppets. Because also uh, pizza. Also pizza. Um <laughs> So they also brought in George Lucas, as well as the writers for An American Tale, Judy Freudberg and Tony Geis. Originally, they wanted this to be like the Rite of Spring sequence from Fantasia, with absolutely no dialogue. 
That would be tough to do. Yes, and they realized, you know, we can't make kids cry if we're just redoing Rite of Spring. We need to have the dinosaurs talking about how shitty stuff is so that Don Bluth can suck up those tears. So that Don Suck My Dick Disney Bluth can suck up those tears. (laughs) Yes. I love Don Bluth, but man, that... A lot of my writing, I have realized, is influenced by Don Bluth. <laughs> oh, no, that's the, I like Don Bluth, too. I like his body of work for the most part. Yeah. It's just, it makes me laugh that because of his grudge fuck with Disney, yeah. he, he kind of he kind of hamstringed his own career Yeah. because he was so dead set on fucking Disney. Mm-hmm. And then he got fucked by Disney because yep. Disney's a powerhouse. You, yeah. Here, you know... You, <sighs> You know, I don't feel bad if you intentionally are releasing your projects on the same day as your number one competitor just so that you can be like, if you do better. Because then when you don't do better, it's one of those like sticking a a stick in the spokes of your own bike and then going, damn it. We'll get to that. Okay, sorry. Because of when this, what it was released up against, we'll get to it. Um, Was it Lion King? No. (laughs) Lion King is 94. This is 88. (laughs) so speaking of making kids cry though they had to cut some stuff to give this a g rating (laughs) i love making kids cry i can make kids cry all day long i don't give a fuck about your kids (laughs) so at one point spielberg had to pull bluth aside and be like it's too scary we'll have kids crying in the lobby and lots of angry parents you don't want that So, like, ten minutes of footage, 19 fully animated scenes were all cut, including much of the T-Rex sequence. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of cuts. This is this would have been a much darker movie. You know, I actually wouldn't mind seeing a darker version right? of it now, just for everybody who grew up with it. Seriously, like, I want to know what they cut. Yeah. I want to know, because maybe we could have, ha- probably not, because, I mean, you look at Black Cauldron and people lost their shit over that one uh, being too dark. Um, this film was released, uh, and you can't talk about Land Before Time without talking about this. Um, it was released after the horrific murder of Ducky's voice actress, <gasps> Judith Barzi. Oh! Yes. Was this the, the, the dad who killed his daughter and his wife and then mm-hmm. himself? Yes. And he was, is she, is she the same voice actress of the little girl in... She was Anne-Marie as well. Oh, God! Yeah. And for whatever reason, I didn't realize she was Ducky, too. In fact, Bluth had wanted to oh. have her in all of his movies after working with her in Land Before Time. Oh, so God. it hit pretty hard with everybody, but... Oh. Yeah, it... it. We're not a true crime podcast, so we're not going to cover it, but it's... When I first heard about it, it fucked me up for quite a while oh i hope it that was... i hope that guy's getting a pineapple up his ass every day at four mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh man mm-hmm. yep um back to land before time i just you know you have when you're talking about this movie you have to acknowledge that that happened mm-hmm. um so land before time was released on the same day as oliver and company oh <gasps> I love Oliver and Company. And it's probably what galvanized Bluth into releasing against Disney because Land Before Time opened at number one. Well, because I, I, I personally love Oliver and Company, mm-hmm. um, but Land Before Time is a better film. Yeah. Like, like, I would say objectively, uh, just 
bare bones components, story, all that mm-hmm. stuff. You know, Oliver and Company is a musical, and that would be a fun one to do at some point. We will, and I have a plan for that. Because <laughs> uh, that, that's another one of those movies that I'm really fond of in my childhood. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Land Before Time is objectively better. Plus, yeah. dinosaurs, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the other one has dogs, but, you know, dogs are, are with us today. Mm-hmm. We don't have dinosaurs. Well, I mean, okay. We have birds. But... We have birds. We don't have T-Rex roaming around, which, you know, I still think about, like, if dinosaurs were still, like, if, if somehow we brought back even just Cretaceous-era dinosaurs, how much at first it would be like, whoa, this is cool, and then you'd adapt to, okay, we gotta chase the velociraptors <laughs> out of the backyard. They're God damn causing... it, those copies fall down the window well again. Get, exactly. get out of you, little, little assholes. You know, traffic but... being stopped because of a triceratops <laughs> migration. Like, it, it would be more of a nuisance, really. <laughs> and they also would struggle, probably, because of all the pollution in the atmosphere right well, now. If, so. if they tried to bring them back, they'd be smaller. Just, oh, they yeah, would have they to... would have to be much smaller. Uh, I would love a, I would love a pygmy rex. Just a little rex, these little feathers. But he still has a big mouthful of sharp. Well, I guess dogs have a big mouthful of sharp mm-hmm. teeth. But... Yep, dogs have sharp teeth too. And he could be like this on the Rex and just, Hi, Rex. You're a good dino. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I like my theory that they make bald eagle noises. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to uh, Don Bluth and his grudge fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so. Land Before Time opened number one in the U.S. and Canada, but in the end, gross less than Oliver and Company. Really? Yes. Uh, the grossing for Land Before Time was $48.1 million in the U.S., $84.5 nation- nationwide. Oliver and Company, you mean however... Because you said U.S. and then nationwide. Worldwide, yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, no, no Oliver and Company opened at fourth place but grossed 53 million nationwide and 100 million worldwide and was the first animated film to do so in its initial release leading to Disney going we need to do an animated movie every year. Oh, you that know, is what truly kickstarts the Disney Renaissance. You know, um thinking about the logistics behind it though. Mm-hmm. Um Land Before Time is a better film, mm-hmm. but because it's so emotionally impactful, I imagine that there's plenty of people who saw it just once yes. whereas with Oliver and Company it's it's more light and fluffy mm-hmm. and so it's the kind of thing that you could see multiple times with kids yeah. because it's musical which I will say the songs from Oliver and Company are probably some of my favorite Disney songs they're well they're they're more contemporary I love, I love and, Billy Joel yeah yeah <laughs> and they're just they're they're fun yeah like, okay okay oh, it's so good. <laughs> anyway um <laughs> He's raised the Land Before Time episode. We're talking about Oliver and Company. <laughs> well, Land Before Time and Oliver and Company, and contrasts and comparisons between the two. Um, but yeah, Land Before Time, the first movie, I think is just one of the most brilliant animated movies ever. Honestly, the sequels. <laughs> I I. <sighs> the sequels are musicals. This is not. <laughs> I know, and it's like. Why why couldn't the sequels be made with more love? Like, I don't... I'm not talking necessarily the animation quality. The animation quality is amazing for the sequels. Uh, like, I mean, really. Uh, compared to the original... Like, compared to the first one, it's not the same scale no. of professionalism. Because they are direct to... But video. compared to other sequels. Compared to other sequels. <laughs> 
I mean, that is absolutely fair. Which I have noticed is a thing that's a difference between Disney and Amblimation and everyone else who's released Don Bluth movies is the... <laughs> Disney cares less about their direct-to-video sequels. Disney cares less about the direct-to-video sequels because, like, I thought for years that American Tale Five Goes West was a Don Bluth movie. It's not. But it feels like a Don Bluth movie. They still keep it very close to the feeling that you have, just a little bit more It's a little lighter. Upbeat. It's a yeah. little bit lighter. Like, well, I mean, not a little. And it actually is quite a bit lighter. Same as the... The the Land Before Time sequels, I will give them animation up until, I would say, the 12th one. Because the 12th <laughs> is when it really slides. Nothing should have that many sequels. There are 14 Land Before Time movies. <laughs> nope. I was going to say nothing should have that many sequels. And I was like, well, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is fucking up there. But they're independent films that are kind of linked. So it's not like we have yeah, Captain America 14. No, and... I, I don't know. I'm kind of done with Marvel movies anyway, because <laughs> it was it was uh, it was fun watching it. It was fun watching it climax. But now that <laughs> but now that it's over, I'm, I'm OK. The only it rest. ones I care about right now are Black Panther, too, because I will always <laughs> love Black Panther movies. And Shuri, I, I, I am fucking gutted that we're not having another movie with Chadwick, but yeah. I'm glad that they're not replacing him because I would probably burn down a studio. Yeah. Um, but uh, that that's the only one. And the next Spider-Man movie is the only other one I care about. Maybe Captain Marvel 2. That's it. I don't give a fuck about the other ones. I guess I'll give a fuck about Tessa Thompson's scenes in the next Thor movie. But that's because Tessa Thompson... I'll gladly give a fuck for Tessa Thompson. <laughs> as long as you let me watch. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> we have our lists of approved. Checking it twice. Um, Who's gonna go and scissor my wife? <laughs> Lupita or Tessa? Or Deny? Any of those three. Mm. Um, where was I? Other than being by for... <laughs> Don Suck My Dick Disney Bluth. Oh, yeah. Don Suck My Dick Disney Bluth. So, um, yeah, the other movies are not going to be his. They're going to be done without him and without his uh, his input. And there probably would have been even more Land Before Time movies had Universal Animation Studios not folded. You know what? Maybe if they did a better job with their Land Before Time movies, they wouldn't have folded. There was one straight to Netflix. And I watched it during recovering from my knee surgery, and I really wished I hadn't. Was that 14? Mm-hmm. 14 is arguably the worst. <laughs> and that's up against the one where Cuba Gooding Jr. plays a Biopasaurus, which is a type of Therizinosaur, whose name I probably mispronounced, but they do not look like Therizinosaurs. <laughs> They're bad. They're really bad. Oh, and Invasion of the Tiny Sauruses. That one's also really big. And we get to watch those. Because I didn't know that Condors don't play video games. Because of the gods, Condor. Fucking Condors. <sighs> At least they're cute. Now I need to do my part to make sure they go extinct. No! They're adorable. I just don't, we just don't want Stinky House. But they're adorable. 
I want my pro doors. <laughs> you know, Andy and condors are probably more chill than California condors. Andy and condor, you're on the air. <laughs> With that note, <laughs> let's go uh, start our... Doesn't seem like punishment with the first movie, but we'll feel progressively more and more like punishment <laughs> as we go on. <laughs> Our journey to the Great Valley begins. Our journey to the Great Fucking Valley. Great Fucking Valley. Let us go. Great Fucking Valley you have here. <laughs> hey, Warren. Hey, Kay. Do you know what time it is? Is it time to thank our favorite people in the whole world? Heck yeah! Today, we would like to thank our stage crew sponsor, Jasmine Wu, and our producer circle sponsors, Bianucci, Reagan, and Taylor Brandt. Thank you all so much for your support of our show. We truly appreciate it. Do you want a science podcast? No! What about a comedy science podcast? Oh yeah! Then join us at Petri Dish. I'm Sean, a PhD and cancer researcher. And I'm Nathan, his trusty sidekick and common man slash biological brother. Together we dive into the latest, hottest topics with irreverent gusto. Cannabinoids, climate change, human sexuality. Listen weekly, everywhere podcasts are available, to Petri Dish. And now, the lights are going down and the music's starting back up, so let's head back to the second act of our show. So, I know I will never get that last song out of my head if we hold on together, but uh, what did you think? It's been a long time since I've seen this movie, and uh, I, I, it was nice. It was mm-hmm. nice to, to relive that chunk of my childhood. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it, and... Uh, I forgot just how fucking racist, well, not prejudiced this movie is. <laughs> right? I was just, yeah. It's it's dinosaurs are racist. The movie. Yeah. It, it just it made uh, it. <sighs> but it was oh the other thing that I uh, I guess was reminded of, but I didn't remember was just how short this movie is. Yeah, it's barely an hour. Yeah, it's 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 well it's over an hour, yeah. but not that much yeah so i remember when we got to the end of it and i was just like either this movie flew by or it's Mm -hmm. way shorter than i remember it being i mean it is the land before time so time's an illusion see i made that comment that these these animals don't know how to keep track and i grabbed it from you (laughs) i manifested the destiny this time it's your white side showing (laughs) i'm sitting here going (laughs) on my mom's side because my mom's side, she has some white that would have been colonizers, but mostly... Remember, uh... Italian sharecroppers. Remember Ancestry.com, they uh, <laughs> tracked your lineage. Uh, you're embracing gore. You're, I'm you're, embracing gore, my you're Nordic. great, great, great... Great, 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 great something. Something on my mom's mom's side. <laughs> From my, yeah. All up the maternal, maternal line. Anyways... <laughs> Enough talking about stealing of jokes and animals <laughs> having cow. I don't. I don't know where that was gonna go. I like the land before time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to continue liking it when we're done <laughs> with these fourteen fucking movies. It's okay. It's it's one of those things where like the 
the other movies make you appreciate Land Before Time even more. The pro- to me. Well, the problem is, one, that the movie is shorter than I remember it being. Mm-hmm. So there's not enough of the good to outweigh the shitty <laughs> and mediocre. It's like it's like one of those scale, th- you know, they're not balanced. It mm. is tung, like <laughs> vastly outweighed. I will say that in in the in the defense of the sequels, there are good ones. They're just mostly at the start of the series. <laughs> hey, I'll the be the TV judge of series, that. The TV series has some good episodes, like one that's from Spike's point of view, I remember which we, is my favorite episode. <laughs> talk about that when we were watching the the uh, movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, as far as I remember, I don't think I saw any of the TV show. It's a musical. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. Well, let's start with the first car on this train wreck. Uh, (laughs) The engine. (laughs) Let's start with the little engine that leads us to disaster. (laughs) So, listeners. Strap in. Strap on. And lean back. For an exciting tale about dinosaur racism <laughs> and friendship and parents who are tired and need to take very long naps. Um, oh. So, a long, long time ago, on a planet very, very near to us, my wife is like, hey, a long, uh, I, I, I wrote this out in a way that I hoped I would be able to read it. And I fucked it up. <laughs> I think it's pronounced Longus Guama. Longus, oh, yeah. It's, I don't... it's a weird little lizard with frills on the back, but like, yeah. Let's try that again, shall we? <laughs> a long, long time ago, on a planet very, very near to us, my wife is like, hey, a longum, a longus quama, or whatever the hell that little tadpole thing with the fins is. <laughs> I have to believe what Kay says, because I don't know as much as they do. <laughs> and I will say, I'm assuming that's what that was, because, like, not everything had a back frill, y'all. I know that Ark Survival Evolved <laughs> likes to put integument where it doesn't belong. And spikes. And, <laughs> yes. and stuff like that. Because it looks cool. It looks cool. It, it's like it's like, um, it's like putting arrows on things makes them go faster, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, fun fact about those little lizard guys. Uh, there's a couple of folks in the paleontology community who are very discredited, who are like, no, this is where birds from. Bird, birds are from. Birds aren't from dinosaurs. They're from these guys. And it's like, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> That's most likely used for sexual display, not for flying. <laughs> Why would there only be one set, one, like, it just, uh, anyway, yeah. Rant about, uh, amateur paleon one. <laughs> no, it's, it, I think that it may even be, because uh, I know that also the dude that, uh, does really shitty pterosaur <laughs> art <laughs> that, uh, Trey the Explainer threw some shade at in that one video we were watching, um, yeah, it's... He also, like, puts that thing in pterosaurs, if I remember right. And I'm like, no, that makes no sense. 
But if you have if you have uh, back fins, you can definitely fly, or at least your great great grandchildren will be able to fly. That's how fins work. Just ask a flying squirrel. I don't know. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> So we see that a long time ago, fish and turtles and other reptiles and stuff existed, and the voice starts to narrate that a long time ago, as we've established, long before dogs and frogs and cats and bats, even people and people-adjacent ape creatures, lived large, <laughs> terrible lizards who weren't lizards or terrible. <laughs> the not-so-terrible not-lizards were broken into two types, salad eaters and the salad eater eaters. <laughs> The salad eaters walked and ate and walked and ate and ate while they walked and only stopped to make babies before continuing the walking and eating. <laughs> Some totally not terrible not lizards laid lots of eggs and had lots of babies. Other ones only had one or two fuck trophies. <laughs> the fuck trophies were focusing on... Were, were focusing on, uh... <laughs> Okay, that's why I... <laughs> I had to sit here and read it back through, and I was like, I, I put not instead of now. <laughs> the, fuck, the fuck trophy we're focusing on right now is named Littlefoot, which is an awkward name to give a child that you hope will grow up, because otherwise they're going to change their name when they reach adulthood. You're going to get a dinosaur that's, dis, that's a disgruntled... You're going to get a disgruntled incel of a dinosaur... <laughs> Trying to get a mate and having to explain that their feet are perfectly normal, or something along those lines. Anyways. I have to give this movie credit for a couple of things. First off, the parental care with hadrosaurs, great. That's wonderful. The parental care with triceratops, wonderful. The tail's not dragging. Wonderful, especially on our Apatosaur hero. And that's about where the credit stops. <laughs> With this part, at least. You know, it's still well animated. It's very well animated. But, like, one of those things where I'm sitting here going... Science, like, science both marched on, but then also it's like... Stock dinosaurs, the movie. One thing that made me laugh, though... <laughs> Uh, definitely that happens later is how much leaping Tyrannosaurus Rex oh does. Oh my god. <laughs> they can't do that. Well, like, they probably could. They probably could jump a little not bit. Like but that. not like that. Not, not raptor leaping. Yeah, like. that's some fun. You know, that reminds me of old paleo art that yeah. once they started drawing T-Rex a little bit less sluggish, it was like, okay, well, they can leap. And They're it's like, spry and like <laughs> too a lion. Too much, too much. Tone it's it like, back. It's like the picture of the T-Rex that's uh, feathered just like a sparrow. <laughs> uh -huh. And it's kind of like, a okay, that's a little bit too far in the feathered dinosaur direction. <laughs> it's like it's like they grabbed the slider on a character creator and just moved it all the way from one side to the other, you know? Yes. Somewhere like, in the middle, third, two thirds. Yeah. But the other thing would be that Littlefoot most likely was not going to be raised by his parents. But I did like that they did have, like, the dinosaurs having a migration path and being like, we don't know why we're going here. <laughs> but, well, we know why we're going here, but we don't know, like, how we know to go here. We just know to go here. Because we walk and eat, and we eat while we walk. <laughs> Anyways, won't always have little feet is born. <laughs> 
and his mom loves him and licks him like a dog. <laughs> and then he clings to her face like a xenomorph face hugger. But unlike a xenomorph face hugger, he eventually lets go, and he slides down her neck and sleeps on her back, and it's cute. And there's the fucking Bambi moment. Where, like, the lizards and the pterosaurs and all of them just show up. When Littlefoot hatches and, like, all the different creatures come up to say hi to him and basically. I mean, if if an apatosaur that's the last of their herd is being born in the Cretaceous, okay. Sure. Sure. They're like, oh my god, we haven't seen one of these before. Look at the freak. (laughs) What's wrong with this tiny feet? evolutionary dead end. Oh god. (laughs) The next day, or some undisclosed amount of time later, won't always have little feet, is complaining to his mom about what's for dinner. Mama Big Ass Feet is like, shut up and eat your twigs, or you or you won't get any dirt for dessert. Baby Steps eats his twigs, and his mother, ex- which is what he will be referred to for the rest of the day. Baby Steps eats his twigs, and his mother explains that climate change has ravaged the landscape, causing them to have less food, so they have to migrate to a new location where there is food. Everything old is new again. But Damn they... fossil fuel raptors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll get what's coming to them. But they have to keep following Dino Raw and its big flaming eye. Which You said raw twice. What? Or is Ra the falcon-headed one, or is it Horus? Ra... Horus is the falcon-headed yeah, one. well... Never mind. I, I... So Horus is the son of Osiris, so he's the grandson of Ra. Mm-hmm. Ra is the sun god and is often depicted with a... I don't know if it's a hawk head, or he has a bird head. But Horus so also a has a bird head. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God! <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Dinosaurs even invented Egyptian mythology. <laughs> Dinosaurs built the pyramids. There we go. See, there you go. What's really inside the pyramids, y'all? Dinosaurs. Oh my god, that would be so fucking cool. <laughs> it's cooler that people build it, but dinosaurs. Ancient Egyptians cool. found dinosaur bones and they were like, holy shit. <laughs> build a thing around it. Okay, anyways. The dinosaurs have to follow Double Raw and its big flaming <laughs> eye, which will lead them to the Grand Canyon, or Great Valley, and it will take many passings of the Sky Eye before they can get there. Sky Eye? After Baby Steps finishes his fiber-rich dinner of sticks, he goes out to play with the neighbor kids and learns that racism the exists. Cease, the uh, tree star happens before that. You know what? I never make any mention to the tree star. You don't mention the tree star? Because it's a fucking leaf. And it gets... (laughs) It doesn't even get eaten. It gets stepped on by a T-Rex. I just imagine the mom, like, she has this line going, If you eat this, you'll be big and strong. What does he do? He doesn't fucking eat it. He treats it like a blank... Well, it has sentimental value. Yeah, but that's like you carrying around around a corn dog. Fair... (laughs) Very fair, okay? Is this a jab at me for having pepperoni in my pocket? Leave my personal business out of the podcast. So Baby Steps goes out to say hi to the neighbors and learns that racism exists, courtesy of a racist horn, who tells its daughter that she should be a racist horn too, because racist horns do not associate with long necks. Baby Steps is told that he should not associate with not-so-terrible knot lizards who don't look like them, even if they don't want to eat them. 
he should still not associate with them and only his own kind. Why? Baby Steps asks his mama. Because that's how it's always been. Which is some good, solid advice for children. Never question anything, always do something, just because it's what has been done before. Fuck integration. <laughs> what? <laughs> if, if you stop the movie there, that's the lesson. <laughs> What's funny about that, too, though, is I'm kind of like, well, no, no, Don Bluth. I know that you're trying to make a statement about, you know, integration and we're better together if we're stronger together. But dinosaurs wouldn't have been that way. Like even sauropods, <laughs> sauropods were kind of whole ecosystems as they walked around with pterosaurs clinging on to them and stuff and then you know they're perfect dinosaur there to be looking out for predators and nothing's gonna fuck with a sauropod when they're around and you know what it just made me think of the hmm. fact that he he lives in utah and stuff is like long necks can't hold the priesthood sarah oh my god <laughs> oh my god oh that joke is only funny to people who know a little bit about mormon history <laughs> oh my god you know what yeah yeah that's exactly uh and and you know that three horns were still like eventually going oh but we get a lot of money if we let the long necks hold the priesthood so we'll just pretend it never happened <laughs> fuck you three horns <laughs> it's a good thing we're animals and our memories are not extensive we're gonna you know be jackasses if we find out that that kid's not adopted. Wow, that was starting to get a little bit dark. Mm, Kay's got some, some baggage to pull out and meet people with. <laughs> Back to the racist dinosaurs. <laughs> a phrase I never thought I would ever hear you say. If we just had out-of-context phrases, like, you know what would be funny? You know what would be really funny? Is if we could send ourselves notes time travel-wise, and we were just trolling... Hey, Warren, in 10 years, your wife is going to say, uh, back to the racist dinosaurs. Wait, what? Anyways, that night, all the not lizards are sleeping, except for Baby Steps. He's woken up by a frogger. Frogger eats a bug and rivets and jumps away. This interests Baby Steps, who is like, maybe Frogger isn't a segregationist, and goes off to chase it. But Baby Steps runs into Baby Racist Horn, who is also chasing the Frogger because, uh, but she wants, but she wants to subjugate it and beat it up. <laughs> Fucking Racist Horns and their racist ways. Anyways, Racist Horn and Baby Steps both go after the Frogger and chase it into a swamp puddle thing. It's with, into her pond. With bubbles. Yeah. I don't, I well, she calls it her pawn because it's Sarah. And she's a racist. Racists are dumb. So fuck racists. <laughs> Even though I know Sarah's your favorite. Kay's just, favorite is a racist. Just, no, I liked her because her character growth, because she gets so much better. And you like three horns. And I like, I love Triceratops. I don't like that they're racist, but I love Triceratops. You know who would never? You know, you know who would never? Where'd he go? This guy here. <laughs> This guy would never. Your little raptor? My little raptor would never. Your feathered raptor? Look at his raptor? feathers. Look at his feathers. He's pretty feathered raptor. Oh, yeah. He would never what, though? He would never be racist. Um, you know what? He's an equal opportunity eater. Exactly. <laughs> He's so cute. 
Anyways. <laughs> Baby steps and little fucking racist horn. Chase the frogger into the swamp puddle thing with bubbles. Frogger is trolling the baby not lizards with a game of pop the swamp bubbles. The game is so much fun that the babies don't hear the thunderous footsteps of a giant murder bird, a.k.a. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus Rex, a.k.a. Tyrant Lizard King, a.k.a. Tyrant Not Lizard, a.k.a. Sharptooth, a.k.a. that fucker who kills Baby Step's mother. I mean... <sighs> you know, it's appropriate that Beazle Bufo, the devil frog, is the one that leads to Baby Step's mom's death. Oh god, I didn't yeah, I was just the frogs just being a frog and doing frog things. Mm-hmm. Also, why can't any of the other animal things talk? Why didn't Bezel Buffo like jump down and be like, "Hey there, little guy"? So, I don't want to spoil things for you. Oh fuck, they talk in later episodes, don't they? They explain some interesting lore about dinosaur language that I really like, and it's one of the few <sighs> things that I like about the sequels. Okay. Okay. Unfortunately, we have to wait to get to Journey to the Mysterious Island until we get to that point, but yeah, it's cool. Anyways. <laughs> Sharptooth tries to eat the babies, and the babies run into a giant thorn bush, and Sharptooth tries to get them in the thorn bush, but it can't. Baby Steps tries to lead Little Racist Horn out of the big thorns, but Little... Racist Horn is like, fuck you, my dad said not to listen to your kind, and she runs the wrong way. Sharptooth almost gets the babies, but Mama Bigfeet shows up to bitch slap the Sharptooth. <laughs> Sharptooth chases the fleeing knot lizards and even takes a bite out of Mama Bigfeet. As if trying to survive an apex predator wasn't bad enough, God decided the plot needed some shaking up. <laughs> and he pokes the planet a couple times, ca causing a massive earthquake. A bunch of dinos die on screen yep. <laughs> by falling to their deaths. Sharptooth falls down into a massive cavern that sh <laughs> and shouldn't be... He falls down into a massive cavern and he should be very, very dead. But we all know he's not. Because Sharptooth don't believe in gravity. <laughs> I mean, they're rel they're, uh, dis not descendants. Their closest living relatives <clears throat> also don't believe in gravity, so... Chickens or just birds? Both. I, I mean, mean, they they evolve flight, and then some, like, basically go, oh, I don't need flight anymore because nothing's going to eat me, or <laughs> I'm big and <laughs> I'm going to kick the fuck out of whatever eats me, so I don't need to fly. So... Put all my evolution points into power legs. <laughs> <laughs> and one raptor claw to remind people where I came from. <laughs> Fucking cassowaries. <laughs> After God stops slapping the planet, Baby Steps finds his mother and, uh, she, uh, she takes a nap. Uh, she's tired after fighting off the sharp tooth and, uh, she needs her beauty sleep. She tells Baby Steps to, she tells Baby Steps to continue on to the Great Valley and, uh, Mama Big Feet says that, uh, she'll, uh, she'll, uh, <sighs> I can't do this.
So, uh... Feeling better? So Baby Steps is, uh, very sad, because, uh, his mom's been sleeping for a while, and she has moved. She, uh, must be sleeping really, really hard. You know, <laughs> it's a lot easier to eat a book than it is a VHS, and really hard to eat a streaming... I was referring to the Simpsons joke where... Marge was talking about eating Bambi. Oh, tears out a page of the book and eats yes. it. Oh, that was, that was way, oh, God. Because, yeah, she does talk about it was easier to eat that than the videotape or something like that. Oh, God. Yes. I forgot that was a joke in an it's episode. One of my favorite jokes. It's so good, though. <sighs> you know, I do want to know what the cut scenes were because some of those scenes were during that sequence. I want to see them because that was already pretty fucking dark. You know, it's 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 definitely intense, especially for when you're a little kid. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the fight scene didn't get me. It was the slow... Uh... Yeah, it was what happens to Baby Step's mom, that it's like, wow, Don Bluth, fuck you. <laughs> Just a little bit. But uh, in other news, Baby Steps gets to uh, meet the narrator of the movie, and he's <laughs> a kindly old lizard, not lizard. Kay, what the fuck is that thing? Uh, Scolosaurus. They're a type of notosaurid. And, and Kylosaurid. Okay, so they are a dinosaur. Mm, they're a dinosaur. Okay. So he is a not-lizard. He is a not-lizard. He is he is part of the Ornithischian Club that Littlefoot is excluded from. <laughs> More segregation, Littlefoot man. Littlefoot is a Saurician, which are closer to T-Rex than the other dinosaurs. Really? Same type of hip design. Um, unless we go with the paper that got released a couple of years ago that fucked everything up. <laughs> <laughs> Just shaking up the dinosaur community. Basically, they're like, wait, their hips are actually closer to ornithischians. We need to create a new group. And I think it's like ornith... So they sprouted a new limb on the tree of life? They more moved limbs around because they're still trying to keep sauropods in dinosaur. You know, they because need... otherwise it would have been a case of Pluto. See, now that oh, well, they need to discover a new type of dinosaur that fucks with the whole system again. Like this looks like it's in between these two birds and their ancestors, man. They're still just causing problems. They to this cause day. problems all the fucking time. Like oh, you know, things would be falcons a lot more... and hawks. They're close, right? Nope, falcons and parrots. You know, things would make a lot more sense if God had just gone poof and made things, because then it'd be like, well, there's nothing similar between these. Yeah, honestly, birds are proof of evolution right there. <laughs> I mean, hey, have you ever seen a, uh, yeah, walk, watching uh, Andy, the Andy and Condor, mm. walk around the, the aviary? Getting Sophie's CT scan results, and you look at those, and you're like, that's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Thanks, Kay. You're welcome. So after the meeting with the narrator, Baby Steps runs into Little Racist Horn again, <laughs> who is like, My family is on the other side of this gaping chasm and mountain that God put in my way to test my racist resolve. <laughs> I'm going to make my own way back to my kind, and I don't need any help from your kind, you lazy, freeloading, no-good long neck. Holy fuck! Little Racist Horn sets out to try and find a way across the surprise chasm slash mountain by going down into the chasm. The same chasm that Sharptooth fell into earlier. The non-avian plot thickens. I just remembered that right before this was one of the other big fuck yous from, uh... Was it before this or right after this that a big fuck you from Don Bluth happens? 
It's when Littlefoot sees his shadow and oh, thinks it's his mom. I think I don't remember. I also don't make reference to that because it makes me sad. That scene is like, fuck you, Bluth. Yeah, it goes running to his shadow because it looked bigger and then he thinks it's his mom and then he's sad again. Mm, I think it's they're... after because I'm pretty sure he's Oh, yeah, he's the baby been... pterosaurs. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you know, I really thought you'd laugh at the non-Evian plot thickens, but I... you, were, you were focused My on... My brain uh... was like... Get this out! <laughs> but yes, anyway. I like the non-avian plot thickens. Anyways, little racist goes into the deep, dark underground, and Baby Steps is like, Fine! Be a bitch! I'm gonna go find some friends who aren't racist! Baby Steps is moping by the water after dealing with little racist, and meets Ducky. Yup, yup! Ducky is very cute. Yup, yup, yup! And Ducky got separated from her family when she got when God kicked the planet. Baby Steps is like, do you want to come with me on a potentially child-scarring adventure full of lots of close calls with death? <laughs> um, I was going to say before that, um, yes, the shadow scene happened before that happened because yep. the baby pterosaurs, that's one of those Don Bluth likes to distract you kind of in the <laughs> Disney fashion of jingling the keys. It's similar to the pigeons in uh, An American Tale where they're brightly colored and Colors that would not exist on pterosaurs or pigeons. We have a sad moment, so we gotta mm -hmm. have a cute moment. Have a yeah. sad moment, and then you have a cute moment. Yep, or he's at least very good moment. at that balance in his early work. And then we get Troll in Central Park, and we just want to set that one on fire. That is not a Don Suck My Dick Disney Bluth's finest moment. No, it is not. It's one of his worst. Yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Where was I in my notes? Uh, Do you want a baby come with scarring me? adventure with close calls with death? Ducky checks the script and is like, "Yep, yep," and sets <laughs> out with baby steps. Except the two are hungry and they try to eat a very unappetizing plant. Baby steps takes a bite of the plant and it screams. <laughs> and Ducky is like, "Don't eat talking plants." Yep, yep. And baby steps is like, "Do you want to starve or not?" And we find out that the source of the screaming is a flyer named Petrie, who is separated from his family as well. And he also wants to go on an adventure full of close calls with death. Petrie quickly endears himself to Baby Steps by calling him Flathead and saying <laughs> that he wants to live on his head. Baby Steps is like, how about no? Why don't you fly to the Great Valley? And, Petri and uh, Petrie reveals that he can't fly because he got... <laughs> <laughs> he got into it with a bad crowd and started skipping school and missed the day that they taught flying. <laughs> so now he's strung out and giving wing jobs for drug money. Oh my god, no! Stay in school, kids. I love that Petrie's name is a pun. I love that they're all pun names. It's a, it's a, it's a pun? What's Petrie? Pater. Pteranodon. <sighs> Pterosaur. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> Like Ducky for a duck-billed well, dinosaur. Yeah, long neck, three... Yeah, like Sarah, Sarah for Ceratops. I, the, they get worse. The later puns on. get way worse. The next one has a couple of puns that I'm like, fuck you. Anyways, <laughs> Baby Steps, Ducky, and Petrie are walking and talking about how great things will be when they get to the Great Valley and are no longer starving to death and, have, and having to eat twigs and dirt. While on their walkabout, we see little racist horn in the chasm as she stumbles across Sharptooth, who should look like a broken sack of meat and bones, but instead he looks like he's taking a nap. <laughs> little racist is like, ha, I'm gonna smack this big, uh, surely dead Sharptooth, 
and she hits him a few times before getting ready for a big running charge. But the plot develops, and we see Sharptooth open his one good eye, and he stares at the charging little racist, who comes to a screeching halt right at Sharptooth's eye. And I can't help but think to myself, he only has one good eye, Sarah. I mean, little racist. Poke that fucker <laughs> out and run away. Like, the way that she comes to a screeching halt and everything, like, she's kicking up dust in his eye and everything. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, your guys' future issues uh, wouldn't be a thing if you just would have poked out that fucker's eye. Mm -hmm. And then ran away. Yep. Anyways. Lil Racist screams and runs away as Sharptooth shakes off his earth-splitting headache. <laughs> Baby Steps and the gang run into a skeleton. Literally. <laughs> And Baby Steps cosplays as a skeleton while screaming and running in fear of his own costume. <laughs> Baby Steps runs into the fleeing little racist and they're like, Whoa, why are you so scared? What are you scared of, you big scaredy horn? And little racist is like, Fuck you, long neck. I'm not scared of anything. I was down in the big underground fighting Sharptooth because I'm a warrior. <laughs> Baby Steps is like, Sharptooth is dead. And little racist is like, Nuh-uh. And she tries to regale them with her harrowing tale of combating the sharp tooth in the big underground. Ducky gets yeeted by little racist via a prehistoric teeter-totter. Yeet! Yeet! And lands near a patch of grass, which is hiding an egg. Ducky goes in and knocks in on the egg all, Get up, bitch! We have a great valley to find! And the last member of the gang hatches out of his egg. It's Spike, the spike-tailed the spike -tail dinosaur. But since the uh, spike tail is called a thagomizer after the late Thag Simmons, <laughs> yes! I'll be calling him Thag from now on. <laughs> Anyways, Thag hatches and eats all the surrounding grass, and then he falls asleep. Ducky is like, naps over, bitch, we gotta move, yep, yep. And the whole gang is, in is integrated, uh, the whole gang of integrated non Fuck me. The whole gang of integrated baby non-lizards, except Petrie, who is a flying reptile, continue onward to the Great Valley. I love that she's sitting on, that Ducky is sitting on Littlefoot's tail with a, basically like the carrot on a stick, but with leaves to try and get Spike to fall. Yep. Or Thag to fall. Thag. <laughs> okay. We're an Ornithischian club. <laughs> They walk for a long while and stop for a drink at a stream, which leads them to a waterfall and to a hole. What's in the hole? Why, a thick <laughs> bush, of course. <laughs> the gang gets excited, thinking they've found the Great Valley. But before they can have their hopes crushed, they are almost actually crushed by a herd of stampeding, not long neck, long necks, alternate long necks, who rush in to eat most of the food. Diplodocus. Yes. They're long necks, but they're not little foot long necks. <laughs> and they all and they rush in to eat almost all of the food. The baby gang wander down to the not so great valley and search for scraps. Using some surprising dino stacking, they scamper up the tree and knock down some leaves so that they all don't die of starvation. Except for Petrie, pretty sure that little flightless fecker is a meat eater. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> Were there any vegetarian uh, pterosaurs you can think of? Because aren't they all either scavengers or fishers or... I'm pretty sure that they were all meat eaters or, like, if they were omnivorous, it was more of, like, if a dog is starving, it'll eat berries hmm? rather than... You know, I'm realizing that in uh, conjunction with how I normally 
call birds pecker faces. I really should have used that with Petrie. <laughs> I mean, you've got 14 more movies to... Or no, 13 more movies. Oh, God, be, I hope I'm not sure there will be uh, plenty of little pecker faces in mm-hmm. all the sequels. <sighs> but uh, thanks, Kay. Thanks for, for talking about pterosaurs. You're welcome. I am not as well-versed in pterosaurs, but... It's because they're, they're reptiles, not dinosaurs. Well, and, like, you know, you find your you find your niche, you find your favorites, and yeah. you kind of zero in on them. And, and that's totally fine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kay hangs their head in shame, going, I'm a nerd, but I like, I like nerds. I'm nerds, glad. Nerds make me horny. Like a three-horn. <laughs> Where would the third one go? Is what I want to know. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> anyways, the baby gang is eating and Lil Racist is bashing her head against a tree going, I don't need help from you. I can get my own food. And when she's not looking, Baby Steps throws a mouthful of leaves at her and like, eat your veggies, bitch. And Lil Racist does. She then is like, see? I don't need help from any of you lesser life forms. I'm a oh three-horned supremacist. God. Oh my god. And she stomps off to find a place to sleep as the night comes upon them. <laughs> Baby Steps is like, we should all stay together. It's safer. And Little Racist is like, no, I don't mingle with the likes of you. Besides, I don't want to be near you when the sharp tooth comes to eat you. And Baby Steps is like, there is no war in Ba Sing Se. <laughs> I mean, Sharptooth is dead. And Baby Steps goes off to sleep in a hole and be sad. Slowly but surely, the other babies come to snuggle Baby Steps, and eventually Little Racist gets cold and decides that cuddling lower life forms is better than freezing. Well, first they all snuggle around Sarah, and it's kind of like Ornithischian Club plus one uh, pterosaur. And then... Why do they start peeling away from Sarah? So first... Ducky leaves because Spike and Sarah are snoring too loud. Mm. And then Petrie is kind of awoken up by the snoring and goes over. Then Spike is like, my new baby sister's over there and goes over. And then Sarah's like, fuck, it's cold. Why don't I have any feathers? <laughs> I mean, Triceratopses wouldn't have had. They may have had quills-like structures. You don't know, Kay. Were you there? Are you God? Did you throw the stone? Here's the wind-up. And the pinch. <laughs> Every time the earth settles, God throws a stone. And believe me, he's winding up. God damn. The next morning, the baby gang is woken by the stomping and roaring of the not-dead Sharptooth, who is stomping around looking for babies to eat. Walking in his old footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows where to be, where he's been. Uh, baby Steps tells the others, Oh shit, it's Sharptooth. We should try and sneak away. Very stealthy, like, as to not draw attention to our sharp tooth! Ah! <laughs> Screams the littlest fucking racist. Or, sorry, the littlest fucking racist screams and panics everyone and alerts the sharp tooth to their location. Fucking racists ruin everything, Kay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this is true. <laughs> the baby gang runs for it. Don't in- have to tell me twice. <laughs> Anyways, the baby gang runs for it, in pursuit by a legitimate baby eater, and not those fake ones that the right-wing lunatics say we should all be afraid of. (laughs) The baby gang runs into a hole in a wall, and with a little push from Sharptooth, exit the other side, and escape being eaten. Unlike that small child I drank the blood of earlier this morning. 
still taste the fear on my lips. Oh, I'm, I'm part of the cabal, by the way. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, baby <Not> steps. <laughs> you sure know how to pick them, huh? Anyways, baby steps sees the rock, the rock that looks like a long neck and is like, my sleepy mother told me that that rock points the way to the Great Valley. We're going the right way. Yay! All is well. Cue the narrator. All was not well. <laughs> As we see the baby gang walking and walking and hiking and walking through all sorts of rocky and difficult terrain, following the skyball to where it lands each night. Eventually, after lots of walking up mountains, Sarah, the little racist, is like, Enough! This isn't Skyrim. I don't want to walk and jump up mountains to get to my destination. There's probably a fucking path that will take us there. I'm going this way. And Baby Steps is like, but the waypoint marker says to go the other way. You're going the wrong way. Little racist is like, fuck you. My dad says that long necks can't tell direction and should never be in charge of the group. And Baby Steps is like, oh yeah, well my sleepy mother said to go this way. And Little Racist is like, well your dead mom is a dumb mom. And she's dead and dumb. She's double dead dumb. And Baby Steps is like, you just crossed a motherfucking line. My mom is smart and is just napping. Now take it back. Or I'm going to slap the shit out of you. And Little Racist is like, come at me, bitch. And the two throw down. The three-horned supremacist wins with some attacks to the back. And Baby Steps is like, fine, go the wrong way. I hope you die. And he continues trying to climb straight up a mountain. Fag and Petrie follow the racist play... Uh, <laughs> Fag and Petrie play follow the racist leader, and Ducky is like, But Sarah's way is easier, and we're all so tired. Yep, yep, we are. And Baby Steps is like, Fine, go with her. I hope you all die in a tar pit. <laughs> Speaking of which, following the three-horned supremacist has led them all to Mount Doom, and a horrifying hellscape of bones, tar, and imminent death. And volcanoes. And volcano. Well, I mean, Mount Doom is a volcano. Oh, uh, so. but like it's covered by saying Mount Doom. Oh, okay. So yeah. okay, it's it's implied. I'm just, I'm just stating that they weren't going to die in. A, they weren't all going to die in a tar pit. Spike and Ducky. It was lava. I've watched this movie one too many times. <laughs> Fag stops to try and nibble on some scraggly plant, and Ducky is like, Move it, Fag! We have to stay together! Yep, yep! And Petrie falls into the boiling tar. Yup. And is stuck. Not dead, just stuck. And he cries for help. Fag and Ducky try to help Petrie, but Sarah, the little fucking racist, doesn't care and is already moved on, leaving the others to their certain deaths. So they... I will correct there. Please do. Sir, Pete, uh, yeah. Ducky and Spike are just over by the volcano. Sarah and Petrie keep going on. Because Spike is sitting here like, I need to get this branch out of the ground. I've got to eat because I'm a stegosaurus. And um, him pulling on that is what starts to cause some of the ground to collapse where they're stuck on this one little rock. And then Petrie falls into the tar and is by himself screaming for help as Sarah just is like, fuck you, I'm going to keep going because I'm a 
Triceratops racist. Thank you, Kay. You're welcome. I have a hard time watching and typing. You are fine. So Sarah has left the others to their death. But the joke's on her, because she's run into some mean bald guys who want to eat her. <laughs> and... <sighs> like, they obviously... Like, in the, at least in the context of the movie, they obviously are planning to kill and eat her. Yeah. They're, like, slobbering, like... They're pachycephalosaurs, which are... In the same, they're marginocephalians, which are the same group as triceratops, and like no same. Shit? Well, so okay, so I'm gonna do this little air dinosaur <laughs> trick. <laughs> so in Ornithischia, you have uh, thyreophorans and notosaurids. You have your ornith or your hadrosaurs, ornithopods, stuff like that. And then you have marginocephalia which branches off, and one side goes pachycephalosaur and those types, and the other goes all of the ceratopsians. So they share a common ancestor Mm -hmm. that is closer than other dinosaurs. Yeah, and there's been debate, and I don't know, I think that the consensus is now back to their herbivores, but there was some debate that they were omnivorous, and it was debate on are they more pig omnivorous or are they bear omnivorous? Is it 80-20 veggies, 80-20 meat? Like, which one are they? And I think right now they're going, no, they probably did just eat plant, but if they came across something that was dead, then they'd eat it too if they had to. Kind of like deer with baby birds. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys know that deer will eat baby birds if they fall out of the nest? It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> While Sarah is working on having her preconception of three-horn supremacy reevaluated, <laughs> baby steps apparently didn't go uh, didn't go uh, the way that we all thought he did, because he rushes in to save Fag, Ducky, and Petrie, getting covered in boiling tar <laughs> in the process. As Sarah and little as Sarah the little racist is about to get murdered, a horrific swamp monster comes into the cave and scares away the bald murder not lizards. They also scare the piss out of little racist who cries for help as the others laugh and laugh going, it's just us. And the little racist is like, I knew it was you the whole time. With Littlefoot having a prehensile tail. Yeah. I do- yep, picks her up using his prehensile tail that uh, totally can grab things. It's the only time we ever see him use his tail prehensilely, too. He does it there and when he's trying to rescue Spike, or trying to rescue Petrie. Okay. He wraps his tail around a branch, and that's the same branch that he's holding later. That bothers me. (laughs) Can't imagine why. Their tails couldn't do that. So they scare a little racist, and she's like, I knew it was you the whole time. I wasn't scared, and I didn't need your help with those bald guys either. I don't need anyone's help. And she stomps off to go pout. The narrator chimes in going, Sarah was too proud to admit that she went the wrong way. Pride before the fall, Sarah. Stop being a racist, you racist. (laughs) Cut to... Playtime at the pool. The gang decided that their most recent near-death experience deserved a bit of rest and relaxation. Or they just really needed to wash off that boiling tar. (laughs) Maybe a bit of both. The baby gang is splashing around in the water and hears Sharptooth roaring in the distance. They look and see that he's trying to scale a mountain because he's played Skyrim before and he knows that if he can just jump diagonally, he can get up the mountain. 
follow a path. Just dump, jump, and scale it diagonally. <laughs> Baby Steps sees Sharpstooth and is like, this mother-biting fucker again. And goes... <laughs> And goes all Al Capone on the Sharptooth, telling the rest of the baby gang, I want this Sharptooth dead! I want his family dead! I want his nest burnt to the ground! And the baby gang is like, we can't make fire! And Baby Steps decides to settle for drowning him instead. Uh, you know, I, I will say this for the sequels. No matter how stupid they get, they never have them making fire or anything like that. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm surprised that Littlefoot doesn't use his prince prehensile tail and rub two sticks together. I think that the prehensile tail goes away in the later installments. I think that they start going, oh shit, <laughs> kids are watching this and are thinking about dinosaurs. We need to not be, because you get feathers in later installments, which is cool. That's another thing I like. Too bad the movies suck. <laughs> All right, so the gang is going to murder Sharptooth. The gang hatches a plan to use Ducky as bait, Petrie as lookout, and Fag and Baby Steps as the rock pushers. The plan goes into action, and Ducky lures Sharptooth into the water. Petrie blows, I mean whistles, <laughs> and Thag and Baby Steps push and push with all their might while Sharptooth thrashes and searches for a bite of Ducky. Petrie has achieved enough experience points and was able to unlock flight. He comes to Ducky's rescue and pokes at Sharptooth's eye. Thag and Baby Steps are having trouble with the rock, especially when Sharptooth leaps out of the water and yeah. onto the ledge that they're hanging out on. Littlest racist seems to have um, matured a bit emotionally and comes to the gang's rescue. Thanks, Sarah. With their combined <laughs> powers, they push the sharp tooth off the cliff with the rock and send the baby eater into the murky deep of his death. Sharptooth snatches Petrie's leg as he's falling, and we see Petrie go down with the baby eater. The gang is like, no, Petrie. But then Petrie is like, you guys weren't going to leave me, leave without me, were you? I just learned to fly. I can be useful now. <laughs> and there is much rejoicing as Ducky glomps Petrie and gives him hugs and kisses. Yep, glomps. Yep. I have not heard that word in a long time. I say glomp. Yeah, glomps just like like it's pounce, you know. I, I guess I should say haven't seen that word on the internet in a long time. Yeah. I like to I like to occasionally try and be original. Glomp. Roar. Roar. Glomp. <laughs> After. <Ooh. laughs> Ooh, you're gonna get glomps. Rawr! <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> After the climactic boss fight is over, Baby Steps succumbs to his emotional grief and starts to hallucinate. Seeing his mother in the clouds, his mother is like, Baby Steps, the Great Valley! And Baby Steps follows the pre-Lion King scene into <laughs> the cave. And through the cave, the Great Valley! And it's not fake! Tall Bush, Great Valley... It's not, it's not fake like the tall bush Great Valley like <laughs> earlier. It's the real, real Great Valley. Baby Steps calls over the rest of the gang, and they watch in awe as the sun illuminates the beauty and wonder that is their new home. The baby gang runs down and are reunited with their family. 
The narrator comes in saying that they will all live here in safety and plenty for the rest of their lives, and they'll tell their story to their children, and their children's children, and their children's children's children, up until they're all wiped out by a massive falling rock because God got tired of his big knot lizards and wanted to play with his hairless lying monkeys. <laughs> the end. But not really, because we have 13 more of these fuckers. And, I mean, they do evolve to the great and glorious condors. Yeah, they, they, they evolve to take many forms, like running birds, and jumping birds, and kicking birds, and, and pecking birds, birds, and flying birds, <laughs> and swimming birds, and swimming birds, and birds that are rapists. Yeah. Fuck you, ducks. <laughs> Man. I still love this movie. I do, too. I love this movie so much. Like, when we were watching it, I was getting such warm fuzzies. Mm -hmm. Just, I, you know, silly stuff aside, because, like, some aspects of the movie did not age well. Oh, no. You know, uh, I, I forgot how square of a face Sharptooth has. Yeah. He doesn't have, like, a T-Rex face, really. He has, like, a big lizard face. Yeah, they, and he, they don't do that, that like... And he, he stands upright. Like, yeah. He, you know, and, and he fucking leaps. Like, the fact just this this massive multi-ton animal mm -hmm. leaping. Yeah, and I, I will say that the tripod T-Rex is a feature of these movies all the way through. It gets better, but, like, every so often they'll go into the correct posture, but a lot of it is the tripod kangaroo stance of the T-Rex, which sells toys. Because uh, the toys can stand because they use their tail Even to prop them up. Mine stands perfectly. See, because it's better balanced. See, mm -hmm. when they when they started giving them the proper posture, they can mm -hmm. balance. Exactly. Because the tail is a counterweight for the massive fucking head. Yes. Oh, I love dinosaurs, man. Oh, I do too, even though I know a, a fraction of what you do, because I never took a paleontology class or anything like that. And I never wanted to go professionally dig in the dirt and look for dinosaur bones and then there's me going hey babe as soon as covid's gone guess what we're doing <sighs> <laughs> we'll join utah Nat natural museum of history and go dig in the dirt for dinosaurs <laughs> but yeah it's uh, i i have so many warm fuzzies about this movie and i do have warm fuzzies about the first four <laughs> movies. <laughs> See, <laughs> once uh, it gets past the fourth one, it starts getting really weird. I know I've seen the second one. I don't remember mm -hmm. much about it other than there's a baby sharp tooth. Mm -hmm. uh, that's it's the only fucking adorable that's the only thing that I really remember. Um, because as soon as the after the second one, I remember actually I must have seen the third one, and that was when it it I did not. I started. I started being so like, "Okay, these are, these are terrible." And then I checked out for a long time, and then I think I was like, "What the fuck? They've got ten of these now?" And then, yeah. And then there was me going, <laughs> "I need dinosaur media, <laughs> even if it's bad media. Even if it's bad, I just need it. I crave it. You crave that media. I crave that media. I'm like." I, I wanted something that wasn't, oh, all dinosaurs are movie monsters. I yeah. wanted something that was dinosaur xenofiction. 
because I like dinosaur xenofiction. Y'all should read Raptor Red. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I. It's funny because I'm sitting here thinking about the movie, and this is how indoctrinated I still am. Because my brain went, this is totally an allegory for going to heaven and going on all the trials and tribulations. And especially when you think about Don Bluth as Mormon. Uh, and they go mm -hmm. to a false heaven for a little bit. And there's all these trials along the way. And, oh, you could try to go to the easy way, but that way is the wrong way. You got to go the hard way to get to heaven. You know, I never even considered that. I never yeah, it's, even it's... looked into it that deeply. I I guess I took it a little bit more at face value. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that after having gone to a religious school and trying to, like, starting on that path to seminary and then being like, oh, fuck no, um, that movie has some allegories that I don't know if they were intentional, but also knowing Don Bluth as Mormon, I'm like, it could have been. <laughs> what you don't you don't uh, you don't like Jesus's name being run like a business? No, I do not. I fucking do not. God needs money. Jesus chased the money changers out of the temple with a whip. <laughs> that <sighs> that's the second coming we need now. Yes, we do. Dear God, we need that, especially in this state. God damn it, fucking. <laughs> oh well, sports are gonna stay because sports bring us money but everything else well sports and bars and and restaurants can stay open and our schools because our schools have sports 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 ah! <laughs> you're cute when you roar <sighs> anyway i'm glad that we got to see land before time i think you know what's sad? Yeah. Because I'm now I'm just I'm like it's all it's all it's all downhill from here. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> I enjoyed this wonderful childhood movie that's very sweet and charming and oddly racist in weird ways and has some some uh religious undertones that I wasn't previously well, thinking it... about. And uh now I feel like I'm staring down the barrel of a gun that's gonna fire turds into my eyes and ears. Gross. Huh? <laughs> it's it's not so they're bad. They're not Lost Horizon bad. I'll be the judge of that because there <laughs> there were now remember I was a Land Before Time kid too, and I wanted to like them, but then they started singing, and I was like, this isn't what I want in my Land Before Time. Those those songs aren't good. Those lyrics suck. <laughs> The worst lyrics that I have found are in the fourteenth one Makes and the sense. fifth one. Oh, that's a big gap. Those are those are the two worst. Um, the sixth one, I have kind of a feeling with them because one of the songs that gets stuck in my head all the time is in the sixth one, but also it's in the weirdest fucking scene the only media that i've ever consumed 14 installments of is the wheel of time so 
I guess I shouldn't be surprised because I'm currently reading all of the Animorphs books right now. So. Well, rereading. <laughs> yeah, rereading all of them. So it's like, yeah, no, once I stick with a series, I've got to finish it. I, I can't not finish a series. It's okay. I would, uh, I would lead into telling our listeners, it's okay. What's the next show we're gonna be reviewing i mean you know our podcast that we do and we love and we uh we should be able to get away with doing another like non-land before time movie episode because i mean i made that deal with them and granted we may have said some disparaging remarks about conondor earlier but oh hi oh hi guys Yes, uh, um, so... Where did they get guns? I should not have taught them to play shooters. You couldn't have taught them Mario. You had to teach them how to play a shooter. I did... Uh, <sighs> ow, ow, okay, get, okay uh, fine, fine. I, I guess we will be reviewing another yes. Land Before Time show. Yes, so our next... How did they get in here? I don't know. That's what's weird and what scares me. Um, so our next show will be the wonderful movie that shows that not all sharp teeth were bad. We're going to be doing Len Before Time 2, The Great Valley Adventure. Yay! And if you would like to reach out to... K and I, and uh, sing maybe... the praises of Con and Dor. Yes, please sing the praises of Con and uh, yes, Con and Dor. Yes, Con yes, and Dor are good yes. and great. Please stop that. You can reach out to us at our home base, which is tonedefmusical.com. There you can find links to our social medias, our Twitters, our Facebooks, our Instagrams, as well as a link to the Cast Junkie Discord server, where we have our own not safe for. Uh, work channel where we talk about how great Con and Dor are. Yes, all hail Con and Dor. And you... how the mechanics of how uh, condors can hold rifles. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Ow. Um, you can also uh, help us out by uh, reviewing our show on iTunes, Podchaser, Stitcher, all those places. And uh, I'll sing the review. You can mention Latte, she gets a cookie, mention Con and Dor and how great they are, and maybe we keep our heads. Um, if you want to go above and beyond, maybe pay for our future medical bills uh, from the Condors. You can join our Patreon. I know, I know. You can join our Patreon. We're, we're going to do it. We're gonna- okay. Huh. All right, Warren, so I think that we've got to go back over to the couch. That'll be it for this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone Deaf. Not at gunpoint. Not at gunpoint at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. We'll we'll start watching it. We'll start watching it. God damn. Oh. God. How the fuck did they get in here? See y'all next week.